You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello, and welcome to episode 52 of your new puppies podcast. I'm Debbie, and today we're going to do something a little different because you and I are going to learn together. This episode marks the first interview that I've ever had on this podcast. And I'm very excited because I had a lot of fun doing it. So we're not even going to talk about dog behavior or dog training today. What we're going to talk about is how to take better photos of your dog. Because who doesn't want to know how to do that? And the best part is, is we're going to learn even if you only have a cell phone. So we're going to hear from Allison Shamrell today. She is a pet photographer from San Diego. And she's going to give us the best tips she has for us to go and take those amazing photos of our dog. Let's just jump right on in to the interview. So hi, Allison. Hello. How are you? Oh my gosh, I'm great. How are you? (laughs) Good. I'm so happy that you're here. I'm so happy that you reached out to me because um, this topic is going to be so much fun and something that we all need. So Allison's going to be talking to us today about how to take better pictures of your dog. Because I don't know about you, but like I'll have like a hundred pictures of my dog and like two are usable. And I feel like, (laughs) I feel like I got them out of sheer luck and out of just sheer, like, you know, taking a hundred pictures. So I'm, I'm excited personally. I'm going to be taking notes myself, but first tell us how you got into this, how you got into pet photography. Like what's your journey? How did you end up here? Yeah, sure. Gosh. Um, well, I'll keep it brief. I, um, I started getting into photography back in college and I went to a big sports school. So I was always, you know, on the basketball court, I was on the football field, like very fun, like action sports photography, then got married and he was in the Navy and we moved to a part of the country with no sports teams. And I was like, oh, super. What am I going to do now? (laughs) Um, So I started looking. I feel that pain. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I started looking for other things to photograph. And it was around that time that we got our dog, Bailey. Uh, So I started photographing her. Eventually that turned into, oh, you're a friend with a dog. Let me practice on your dog too. Let's have fun with this. And it just kind of grew from there. And yeah, I've been in business now for nine and a half years. Um, wow. Started the business out in Florida. We have moved to San Diego about seven years ago, and it's just been amazing. I'm convinced it's like the best job ever out there. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be. It has to be so much fun, and you probably get so much satisfaction out of it because, like, to have a beautiful picture of your dog to like hang up or just have, like, that's great. Well, that's exactly. Great. And that's what I realized is that photographing sports was a lot of fun when I was doing it. Cause you know, action packed, how could you not kind of be excited by that? But at the same time, no sports star needs another photo of themselves. Really? Like (laughs) I wasn't doing anything that meaningful. Whereas here, I mean, I'm photographing people's best friends. I'm photographing dogs that have been with their owners through uh, cancer, through divorce, through disease, through all kinds of like life events. And they sometimes can't, you know, manage to get a good photo on their own. And that to me is a travesty. Like this is your best friend. This is your companion that you're spending your life with. 
you need amazing portraits. I believe every dog deserves an incredible portrait just to really show, you know, kind of who they are and um, how beautiful they are on the inside and the outside. So, so yeah, I love it. <laughs> I 100% agree. So most of us, including myself, the only camera I own <laughs> is a cell phone. <laughs> So what I want is for you to give us, you know, how do we do it specifically with our cell phones? Like how would we take a better picture with our dog? Yes. Yeah. So using the phone we have in our pocket. Go ahead. <laughs> there's several tips I'm I have notes. to this. You're good. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, the best camera is the one you have with you. That's a favorite quote by, I don't know who, but it's very true. Um, my first bit of advice for you is to just be ready to go. First of all, uh, a lot of people see the perfect moment or they decide, all right, I'm going to take this picture and we're going to create this moment. Well, you know, whatever the case may be. And they're not ready. Like their dog is in the perfect pose or the lighting is beautiful. And they're like, Oh crap. Now I have to open the camera app on my phone. I got to find the button to take the picture and then take the picture. Your dog has long looked away from the camera by then. So there's been like four squirrels since that's been happening. <laughs> exactly. and they're gone. You do not totally. stand a chance. So be ready to go. As soon as you decide, Hey, this might be an opportunity to take a good photo. I want your finger hovering over the shutter button. Just absolutely ready to go. Um, the next piece of advice I would have is actually clean your cell phone lens with a cloth before you get started. Um, I specifically say with a cloth, your finger will just kind of make it muddy and kind of make it more dirty. No offense. I'm sure you have clean hands, but everyone's, you know, hands have natural grease to them. That's how skin works. Um, yeah. <laughs> so use, uh, use a cloth or something like that. Clean off that lens. And if you've ever seen like, um, like a photo indoors and there's like a light or a lamp or something and the lamp kind of have streaks coming out of it. That photo was taken with a dirty lens. So you don't want those streaks. Oh. They're very distracting in the photo. So clean up that lens just so you make sure you're getting the best possible results. And then um, I would zoom in with your, with your cell phone as much as you plan to zoom in. Don't plan to crop it down later because cell phones are amazing these days. They build so much technology into that tiny little thing, but still they have their limitations. And it's asking the camera a lot to take a big old picture and then say, okay, I want you to focus in on a tenth of that. You know, I'm gonna crop it down to something tiny compared to how it started. So I want you to zoom in as much as you want to zoom in. Like get get everything in the frame you want, but crop out everything that you just don't need. And that's a general tip too for just taking good photos is make sure you're focusing what you want to focus on and forgetting all the noise. Forget all the mess, crop it out, make it go away. <laughs> I love that because usually that's what I'm doing. I'm taking like five pictures of my dog like in an open field and then I'm like, yeah, I'll, you know, and then I try to crop it down and it never works. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I just, that's how I, I just don't. I'm so like camera illiterate. Like I just would have never <laughs> thought of something as simple as that. Then, then tell me if I'm, <laughs> if I'm using words or something or skipping over something that is not intuitive, but, um, but yeah, definitely. I would recommend cropping down just in general because it's, it's asking the camera a lot and that's how you get those photos that are kind of pixely that are kind of, they mm -hmm. look like they've been stretched too big. That's a photo that's been taken and then cropped down super small from where it started. So so don't do that. Just use the whole phone. And, and <laughs> you know, I have a follow-up question because sometimes when I do like zoom all the way in, I do get a bad photo, but is that just, you know, my dog's just too far away to begin with. I should be 
closer to them probably yeah, that like can be, that can be due to a couple things your dog could be too far away it also could be not very good lighting if it's maybe kind of dark lighting or something that's when a camera okay. struggles because a camera's okay. job is to capture light right so when there's not enough light a camera has to work really hard and it's gonna maybe struggle a little bit and you'll see that struggle in pixely type photos so interesting okay keep going yeah. okay um <laughs> my next tip i would say is um a lot of cell phones these days are going to let you use a focus point if you can like literally touch the screen of where you want to focus the lens and the camera that's what i want you to do use it is that when that like little yellow square thing comes up when you hit yep. the mm -hmm. screen on an iphone Sorry. i think it starts as like a white or a yellow square and okay you can move that you can tap anywhere on the screen where you want to focus so if your dog is kind of in the far right hand corner or something then tap in the far right hand corner and your camera will know then to focus over there as opposed to you know the rest of the picture awesome okay so yeah um another tip i would give you is to kind of harken back to what I was just saying about light, um, shoot in the daytime as much as you can. Um, you're gonna set yourself up for success if you have plenty of light around you. And whether you're in the middle of the sun on a sunny day, whether you're in the middle of like a cloudy day and it's very overcast, still that's nice even lighting. And that means there's light everywhere. What I don't want you to do is set yourself up to fail, which would be in this case, waiting until it's 10 PM and trying to take a picture of your black dog indoors with most of the lights off i mean i'm sorry that's going to be a black blobby blur for anyone who tries to take that picture <laughs> me included i mean there's just not enough light there's nothing for the camera to focus on so make sure that you've got plenty of light around you and don't make the camera work so hard that it struggles that much <laughs> if that makes sense and i assume this i know is that sunlight is usually better than artificial light typically yeah, it's, it's just a lot stronger yeah that's right Okay. Um, I mean, that I didn't you, know. <laughs> you can turn on 10 lamps and they're still not going to be as powerful as the sun. Right. So yeah. yeah right. If can, right. If you can get outside, then by all means get outside and you'll, you'll actually hear photographers talk about, um, the golden hour. If you've heard that phrase, that is the last hour or so before the sun goes down. That's the best light of the day. I'm telling you that is interesting. That is an awesome light because the problem when the sun is in the middle of the sky, like at high noon, is that it's really harsh it's really strong like that's the hottest time of the day right and the sun is the strongest in terms of how bright it is as well so given that you're going to get really harsh shadows you're going to get shadows that come in from like an unflattering direction they cause like dark circles under your eyes it's just it's not good for people or dogs <laughs> it's not i was going to say i'm going to make note of that for myself <laughs> yes yeah no if you're ever taking pictures of yourself or of dogs or almost anything that golden hour when the sun is close to the horizon so that can also happen right after sunrise that's the best time of day to go outside because it's softer it's just softer light the sun is weaker it's coming in from a lower angle so it's going to have a better chance at lighting up your whole face and i just think it takes on this golden color that's just absolutely amazing so yeah big fan of waiting until the sun is close to the horizon you'll never you can ask my clients. You never hear about me scheduling sessions at noon. It does not happen. We wait for the we wait for the uh, for the sun to go down. So, oh, that's definitely something I'm writing down. I did not know that. I just I just knew sunlight. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, no, um, for sure. And then and I would think like, oh well, it's the brightest at noon. I would totally make that that step in logic. But yeah, no, so that's good, totally common good. thinking because you know we talk about well, you want light, so you think okay, when's the most light? And yeah, but that's overkill. <laughs> So it's a little counterintuitive at that point in time, but, um, Got it. but yeah, you'll hear photographers talk about the golden hour. Be yeah. Cause it's great. <laughs> I think my last tip for just the cell phone stuff is get to know the native editor. 
in your cell phone. Get to know how you edit photos right there in your phone. I have an iPhone, not a Samsung or, or an Android. I'm, I'm sure those have a great editor too, but I know for a fact the iPhone editor, I'm really impressed by it. You can do a lot. You can turn a mediocre photo into a great one if you know what you're doing with contrast, with hue and saturation, with, with cropping for sure, like I was talking about earlier. And I would I would take some photos and honestly, if you have five minutes, just play around with it. Play around with what does contrast do that brightening the highlights doesn't do or that darkening the shadows doesn't do or how does brilliance different from brightness? How does hue, saturation and that kind of thing, how do those two differ? How, how does it, um, yeah, how does the photo change when you just kind of mess with all those settings? So I would pick an example photo and just kind of get messy in there and, and play around with it. And I think you're going to learn a lot about what can be done to a photo and then you're going to start seeing possibilities and um yeah just potential with all the photos that you maybe have taken and you're like oh that's almost there and i think that editor can kind of bring it home and make it really a great photo so interesting yeah usually i just take the photo and i just take it as is is it good is it bad i'll try again all right so my next question for you is okay so you want to take great pictures of your dog you have your cell phone out you've cleaned the lens you're ready to go you're in the right lighting like what are some like really useful like skills or commands or something that your dog can know to help you take a better picture of them? Oh yes, I have strong opinions on this because Oh good. Let's let's hear them. I have clients well the reason why is because I have clients come to me and schedule a photo session and some of them their dogs are just I mean they could be service dogs. They know every command, they're incredibly well trained and they're a dream to work with. Other dogs do not know what the word sit means. Ooh. or anything okay. more advanced than that. And it's a very different experience. Now I'm a professional. I'm going to deliver great results, no matter, <laughs> no matter what, but I can tell you this much, we're going to get more great results and we're going to get a better diversity of photos. We're going to have a better session if your dog has training. And I think a big part of that is just the mindset that a well-trained dog has a well-trained dog wants to please you. They want to work. They're ready to go. They, they want to do what you want to do. Um, and I think that goes a long way when you want to take photos. Cause obviously photos don't help a dog. Like they're not going to see the benefit to like, come on Fido. Like I want this great photo. They're going to be like, who cares? So if you have a dog who's just kind of naturally attuned to, okay, what does mom want to do? What does dad want to do right now? Um, let me, let me work for that. Let me help them out. Then I think that goes a really long way. So my favorite commands in particular that a dog can know coming into a photo session are sit down and stay. I think oh, those, those are, are my three favorite. I, I think they're the big three as well. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it is wonderful just for, um, you know, that casual photo down is great because it gets us a little more variety. It gets us even more relaxed and stay mm -hmm. is kind of my favorite. I have to admit, because it lets you get out of the photo. It lets you get some distance. It lets you have a little more freedom to kind of pose your dog in a certain place and not have your legs or your feet or your body in every single photo <laughs> that you're going to take because your dog is willing to kind of let you get out of the frame. So, right. Right. Yeah. yeah that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Cause I'll, you know, anybody who's been listening to me for a while, like I don't talk a whole lot about obedience. You know, I talk more behavior, but you're absolutely right. Like I love obedience. I think it definitely is a, is a, is a part of a well-rounded training and well-rounded dog. And um, especially with like stay, you know, I work, you know, obviously there's a lot of puppy listeners here. Mm -hmm. It's great. 
um, impulse control because puppies like just mm-hmm. want to do what they want to do. So, and it's really surprising how quickly they will learn stay. And any command is going to just create a bond between the human and the dog. As you were saying, it's like, okay, like my human's asking me to do something. So it's just this like extra bond. And here as a bonus, you can get a great photo of your dog. So that's good to know. So you're, it's sit down and stay that you, you, that you find the most useful for like a nice photo session, which makes sense. Yep. Those are my favorites. Awesome. Awesome. So the last thing I wanted to ask you is because this might be a little selfish on my part because I have a big, huge backyard and my dogs are always running around and, I, and sometimes I have guest dogs and they get to play. And I'm assuming from your sports background that you have some good tips on how to take some action shots to get like a really great like shot in the middle of play that isn't completely and totally blurry. <laughs> Oh my gosh. This is my favorite part of the session. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, my goodness. Let's see. Action photos, I think far and away are a whole lot easier to do if you have an assistant, you know, if you have a person with you that you've turned into your assistant and you can ask them to, Hey, run to the other side of the yard with the dog or, or, you know, Hey, can you kind of jump around and, and show them the ball and ask them to jump up, you know, that kind of thing. It just is so much easier if you're not the one holding the camera as well as trying to direct and control the action that's actually happening while also keeping things safe. <laughs> that's a lot. So that, that makes sense. Yeah. So if you can have someone out there helping you, if you have a friend or a family member um, that's willing to kind of, you know, take five or 10 minutes, because um, it doesn't take forever. I mean, my goodness, action photos, there's, uh, you know, not a lot of dogs you can go past, you know, 15 or 20 minutes. <laughs> of of running around so it certainly doesn't take too long Uh that's what I love about it too um one big tip that I also have for taking good action photos is actually uh forgive me but I'm I would ask you to get on the ground I would love to see more action photos that people take from their dog's perspective because a lot of us get a little bit lazy the tendency is to kind of stand up as you always are standing and take photos of your dog that way but whether actually really whether it's an action photo or whether it's a still photo, I would recommend that you get down to your dog's perspective because that's how your dog sees the world. That's going to be a new person and more interesting perspective really um, for a, for photography. And it's going to make for really cool action photos because your dog is going to be like running around, maybe charging you right there on his level. They're going to be more dynamic. They're going to be more exciting. I think it's, it's going to be better for right. if you're down there. Right. Um, I love it. You said that because I was just having, um, I was just picturing like being down on the ground, taking the photo. And I mean, the dog's going to come running over to you, especially if you have a puppy, like they are going to be like, Oh my gosh, this is the most exciting thing in the world. (laughs) And it's almost like, you know, self-made action photos because they're going to come running right at you with you on the ground. Okay. Then you're going to love my next tip for action photos. You're probably going to laugh at this. Uh, What I always do is, you know, if it's safe to go off leash and things during a session, what I'll have the, my client do actually, um, is go a little ways away with their dog, go with a tennis ball and throw that tennis ball right towards me because I want the dog chasing it. I want them running straight at the camera, ideally for okay. that action photo. Now I don't want to get hit with the ball. Have I gotten hit with the ball? <laughs> yes. hundred percent. Multiple times. <laughs> oh no. It's a hazard of the job. It's fine. <laughs> My clients always feel really bad and I'm always like, no worries. <laughs> it's happened for, it'll happen again. But 
What's amazing is the dog just chases that ball and seems to look directly into the lens. If I can get like grazed uh-huh. with a tennis ball, I know I'm going to get good portraits, which I know sounds ridiculous. And my life maybe has flashed before my eyes once or twice with bigger dogs, but that's okay. It's worth it. Um, as long as they're not going to crash into you. Um, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. And we, and we get the best portraits from that. I'm sure. I'm sure. I mean, just hearing you talk about it, I'm, I'm laughing over here. Like it, it sounds like, it sounds like a good time. I'm excited to go try that. Um, good. specifically. So <laughs> well, with my one, you know, my one girl, you know, loves fetch. will play, she play with me. She's nine now. So she's not like that thrilled about it. My other girl, like I could throw a toy like in her face and she's like, Ugh. Ma, I don't feel like playing, <laughs> but she sits very still for a photo. She like doesn't move. She's so lazy. So and she's got I, drinks. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm like so. So I'll have two very different portraits from each of my dogs when I go try these tips. <laughs> well, maybe with your your second dog, maybe if you throw a treat or a bone or something towards the camera, <laughs> then that might get a little better. Well, We'll, we'll try. Well, she's not very motivated and I love it. Don't get me wrong. Like I love it. And that's the thing. It's like, I've never needed her to be like treat or, or toy motivated because she doesn't really do much. She just, she's like, I'm going to nap now. All right. So anyway, this has been great. This has been amazing. I'm taking notes. I'm going to go try this out. And so if anybody wants to learn more from you and get some more tips or maybe has specific questions for you, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you or learn more from you? Well, definitely the best way to learn more would be to um, join my Facebook group. I've got a free Facebook group. That's just literally this all day long. I'm just teaching people how to take better photos of their dogs. And the reason is, is because um, with COVID-19 and everything, I was postponing sessions. I was rescheduling sessions as soon as everything got crazy. And I just got to thinking about all the dogs that, you know, I either have to wait to photograph or that I would maybe even never get to photograph, you know, maybe because they live across the country or, 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 you know, whatever the case may be. So I was just thinking, you know what, if I really, really believe that every dog deserves an amazing portrait, then it's time to share what I've learned over nine and a half years of <laughs> doing this awesome. professionally. So I'm awesome. literally sharing my best tips in this, in this Facebook group. And the group is called take better photos of your dog. So okay, pretty I'll link to it in the, I'll find it and I'll link to it in the, or I'm part of it already, actually. Um, I'll link to it in my show notes. So, so my listeners will be able to go right there and, and find, find Definitely. it. That's where I'm posting a ton of tips like this. We've got um, themed like months and things. So for example, the month of June was all about, capturing your dog's eyes and how to best capture, you know, that, that best feature of your dog. So, um, we're doing all kinds of fun stuff and that's the best place to kind of stay in touch. If you're, um, wanting to just maybe look at some pretty pictures, I've (laughs) got a website that you can link to as well. Um, just with my photography portfolio and, uh, and all that good stuff, but definitely that Facebook group is where the action is these days. Awesome. Awesome. That sounds great. Um, and I mean, you can't beat a feed full of dogs (laughs) dogs <laughs> who doesn't right? want more puppies in the news feed like exactly uh, i have politics, to say more puppies <laughs> i have to say and i might regret saying this on the podcast but um when my listeners send me pictures of their puppies it never gets old it never gets old i'm gonna have an influx of, photos, of you know yeah i'm about to get an influx of of photos but i don't care i don't care i love it i love it all right <laughs> 
<laughs> Allison, this has been this has been awesome. Um, thank you so much for sharing all of these tips. And like I said, I'm going to link to how to get a hold of you in my show notes, or you can search for her on Facebook. And that is all we have for you today. Thanks for listening. Bye for now. Bye. Okay, how fun was that? I don't know about you, but I took a whole bunch of notes. So as mentioned in the interview, I will be linking to all of her contact information in the show notes. You can find those at playtimepause.com forward slash episode 52. Or you can just go right to Facebook and search for how to take better photos of your dog and her Facebook group that she spoke about will pop right on up. So I am gonna go and use her tips and see if I can get some great photos of my girls. And I encourage you to go do the same and either post them, tag me, tag Allison, or just drop them right in her Facebook group because I'm in there too. I would love to see them. So I hope you enjoyed this as much as I did. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be speaking with you soon. Bye for now.